All right, it is Wednesday. That means it's a Blitz Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. And uh, those who have been following along since last week know that we are doing the Blitz. We are carving it out separately, but we're not going to stop. We're going to make it even easier for you to get Blitz content through Lawyer Talk, through our regular appearance every single Wednesday with Loper and Randy over at 99.7, uh, here the best radio station uh, in the city. Now, you said, you notice I qualify that as radio station because... You know, we're a podcast and we're probably the best podcast. Either way, uh, as always, we're going to interface with the Blitz. We're going to answer their listeners' questions. Uh, we're going to engage in that ongoing uh, process and dialogue every single week. And then we're going to uh, do a separate roundtable show with Norm and Brett and uh, the usual crew here at, uh, at Lawyer Talk. Jared on the men, hopefully back very, very soon. Uh, so that's good news, good to hear. Uh, still, some, still some progress to be made, but progress is being made. Uh, and those of you who have been tuning in, you're also catching our Lawyer Talk Q&A where you're submitting questions on LawyerTalkPodcast.com or checking me out upstairs at the law firm, Yavitcher Palmer, OhioLegalDefense.com. Uh, just did a good question today on whether a judge has to accept plea bargains uh, and uh, what the what the rules of play are there. And I, I was able to dovetail that nicely into another hot topic involving the, uh, the Aubrey case and a federal uh, judge not accepting a proposed plea in federal court on that case. So... Uh, it looks like uh, the Blitz is here. We're going to get right to it. Here we go. All right, Steve Palmer on with us uh, doing some legal advice. Before we get to that real quick, Steve, hang on one second. We just had a listener stop by yeah, and, Nikki and drop off a gift for Kelly Quinn. What, what, is, just, what, what, what happens, is this real quick? I was going to say, what happens at, at your place of business if uh, someone falls down the stairs? Uh, because that's what poor Nikki did. She fell down the stairs oh. as she was delivering Kelly a gift that she cannot find in a grocery store. No! Oh, I got replacements. Look, oh, my sponge, oh, look my at sink that. sponge. Her dish scrubber. What? That's awesome. Nikki. Isn't that funny? Nikki's the best. Hey, that's really nice. I said I was hungry two weeks ago. Oh. She brought in like 15 biscuits from Hardee's. She's in the oh, running for greatest God. listener in 2022. She's just one. Newland, thank you for this. I just, I, I really, really need these. You, really you would do. not believe the sponge I'm using right now. It's the grossest thing you've ever seen. I cannot <laughs> oh my wait gosh. to change it. And, and then we move on over to the next segment. And Chad said, I just wanted to take some time to say I highly recommend Steve. He told me the first time I met him how he wanted to handle my case. He and his staff are first-class people. He will tell you what you need to hear, good or bad. Thank you, Steve, for everything you did on my case. Chad. Wow, nice. All right. Hey, Steve, how are you today? Hey, doing great. A lot better after hearing that. Wow. Yeah, yeah man. A little gift uh, always goes a long way. So uh, we have uh, calls coming in, 821-9970, 800-821-9970. Also, some text messages. Uh, line one, let's go there first. Brian. Is question about a property lien. What's up, Bry? Hey, what's going on? Hey, not much, man. You're on with Steve Palmer. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, so I paid this guy uh, and I to fix my roof, and and he ripped me off, took my money, and I sued him, and uh, we prosecuted him, and he's currently in prison. In prison, but, huh? Yeah, yeah. He he did it to a few other people the same day, and uh, they in, indicted him through the grand jury. But uh, my question is, because yeah, he just went to court the other day and he told the judge, you know, hey, judge, if you let me out, I have three houses that I'll sell right now and and to pay back the people. And I'm one of the people. And my question is, like, how do I find out the three houses that he owns? 
So he has told the judge in uh, in the context of his criminal sentencing that he owns three houses and he can use that as a as a means to pay uh, to pay back his debt. So I would say right. this: if you've got a lawsuit against this gentleman and you've um, got a judgment against this gentleman, you can do something called a judgment debtor exam, where you can put people. Say you get a, if I sue you and I I win, I can put you under oath and ask you questions about your assets, what they are. Uh, where they're hidden, et cetera. Now, I can't make you tell the truth, but I can ask those questions. The other thing you can do for just general property searches is just go online at various places around central Ohio or counties around central Ohio in the recorder's office or through uh, whatever uh, governmental entity you can find where property is registered. And you might be able to find if he's a registered owner. That doesn't always work if he's got it uh, titled in LLCs or other corporations. But uh, you might try that. And then finally, you might try, or if you were part of the sentencing or if you were one of the um, uh, alleged victims of his criminal behavior, then the court may actually order restitution to you. They may actually say, uh, all right, sir, you have to pay back these victims and you could be one of those people uh, and that could help you out. So uh, there's a couple of those different uh, options available. I don't know where you are in your litigation, but uh, if you do have an attorney, that would be uh, obviously the first place to start. And then if you need some help, give me a call. I'd be happy to refer you probably to Dave Goldstein on this. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, as it stands right now, uh, we're on the third section there where uh, he admitted to it, and they, they, they ordered him to pay restitution, but he's in prison, so he can't pay me restitution. So. I just kind of want to guarantee that I'm going to get my money because the judge, the, even the judge, said that he can't he can't make them pay me. So, I, I, you know, I got to go after it myself. It's yeah, you're going to want to file a lawsuit and at least get a judgment. And uh, you know, if the one place you're looking for guarantees is the uh, justice system, good luck. You're not going to find it there. But you can maybe get the best uh, the best thing short of that. Right. All, All right. right. Good luck well, to you, Brian. It. Yeah, Thank appreciate you. your phone call, man. Thanks for listening to the show. All right, let's go to uh, Rob here. He has an employment question. Rob, you're on with Steve Palmer. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Doing great, thanks. Um, just a quick question. So my wife works for a large health insurer, a health, in, a health provider company here in town. Um, they had an issue to where their payroll system got hacked. This happened back in December. Um, she has been shorted pay every time. Uh, she tried to call in and talk to the payroll people. They basically told her that she owes money because they overpaid her. She still hasn't been paid for roughly three days of work. And then they're threatening to start taking money from her pay when she still hasn't been paid for all the time that she's actually worked. So my question is, is there anything um, that the employee can do um, against the company to get this settled? Because she spoke with those people through an email uh, earlier in the week to try to get some more information and get a printout of everything that they've claimed they've paid her for to show hours she hasn't been paid for. And they basically told her they were dealing with payroll this week and all the insignificant stuff is being pushed to the side. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much money we're talking about here. So this gets to, if it's three days of work, it's not to belittle the value of your wife's pay, but it, it, you get to a point where right. hiring a lawyer ends up costing right. more than what you're trying to collect. Um, I would make sure... Right. One, that you got your facts straight. And I don't mean to say that you don't, but but what I mean to say is you can document it. You can go back and say, right. I work these. Got, go ahead. Right. And, and we've kept the email chains and the text chains back and forth from the people of payroll, her, her manager, and everything, and the documentation of those hours. But I figured uh, dollar-wise it, it was in a rough spot to where it doesn't make sense to hire a lawyer, but I was just trying to figure out 
what kind of options I had to pursue at this point. Yeah. So again, first thing you need to do is be able to prove it, be able to prove she was at work, be able to prove she was underpaid and be able to prove that she has a legitimate claim. Uh, and then I would make in writing a final demand. That, hey, look, here's what you say it is. Here's what I say it is. I'm right. Here's why. And then you can put it together in one package. And then I suppose at the end of the day, you know, an employment, an employer employee relationship is just a contract. You know, if you agree to work X hours, I'll agree to pay you X dollars. And if she's been underpaid, in theory, you go to court, you file a lawsuit, and you make a claim. You can do that in perhaps small claims court, depending on how much we're talking about. And uh, she can just represent herself without a whole lot to lose other than time and, and some headache. Um, and that's what you have to decide. Is it really worth it? Um, you know, To me, it probably would be. But you know, it's like a mechanic fixing his own car. It's easier for me to do it than it would be for somebody else to figure it out. So I would say uh, small claims would be the place. But first, make sure it's provable, documented, and make every effort uh, informally or, or without going to court to make a demand and get it resolved. All right, we have one coming in via text. Uh, I recently got an OVI on an electric scooter in Lancaster. Oh, really? Unfortunately, I have a record. What should I do? Please help. <laughs> yeah, you should call me, 614-224-6142. I've done a few of these, actually. We Last or two summers ago when they when uh, the whirlybirds descended on Columbus. Uh, we actually did a show on it, too. We had some fun. But, uh, yeah, lots of people have gotten OVIs on this. It happens up on campus all the time. I've not had an OVI in Lancaster on a scooter, but I'm sure it is, uh, it'll be treated like other OVIs down there. Uh, so now, wait, I wonder what you have to be doing on a scooter to get a, a, an OVI. Right, weaving like, in and out, maybe. Well, I mean, you have to be operating it, and you have to be under the influence. And then the question is, what drew the attention of the police to the? Uh, exactly. To, yeah, exactly. And I don't know. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe you're out hot rodding. I don't know. But it's uh, it, people break traffic laws all the time. You know, they'll they'll weave in and out of traffic. They will uh, cross against the lights. They'll do different things that uh, that get them stopped. And uh, next thing you know, they're calling my office for help. And that's frankly what I think you should do too. Six one four two two four six one four two. All right. Thanks so much, man. Uh, 821-9970, 800-821-9970. Two open lines right now. We have Tony on line two. What's up, Tony? No, but my man. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I ain't talked to you forever. How you doing, dude? Damn. Yeah, better than ever, Tony. Uh, what's your question today for Steve Palmer? SP, good morning, sir. Yeah, hey, I just had a quick question. I wanted to ask, would I be able to um, get a consent? Would I be able to get a gun if I had a, if I've been convicted? How does that work? Will you be able to get a gun if you've been convicted? So generally speaking, okay. uh, you can't. Yeah, I was always, I was always told, sir, not to interrupt you, but I was always told I can never ever get one. That once a convicted felon, you can never, yeah. Well, that, that that's, that's a that's a big maybe. It would depend on what the felony is, whether you can have the felony record sealed, uh, and then you can uh, try to get your uh, firearm rights restored. Some felonies uh, would qualify to be sealed. Others would not. Generally speaking, here's what we look for on gun exclusions would be any felony offense uh, and any offense of violence, even at the misdemeanor level, particularly those involving family or household members, such as domestic violence, are Brady disqualifiers or gun disqualifiers. There are sometimes ways to get your rights restored, but often there are not. Uh, anyway, it would start with getting your record sealed. In Ohio, you can get lots of felony records or felony convictions sealed from your record, but there are lots that you can't. Um, and offenses of violence usually fall in that category. So if you're dealing with a felonious assault or a sex offense or 
any other uh, burglary, robbery, things that would be classified as violent type offenses, uh, those are typically no-nos on getting sealed, and that would in turn make it almost impossible to get your firearms rights restored. So these, this is a Derek DeBras question. He is a firearms guru. He's a lawyer. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, and I would certainly be uh, reaching out to Derek to get answers on any gun question like this. Uh, and give me a shout, 614-224-6142. I'd be happy to put you in touch with him. Okay, via text, legal question. Do I have to take my ex-husband to court to file for full custody of my son, who is now 16? We had a dissolution of our uh, marriage and shared parenting agreement as of 13 years ago. I was told that at 16, they can choose for themselves. My son wants to live with me full time and cancel the 50-50 shared parenting agreement. Well, you know, it, it is sort of true that your son can choose for himself, but not completely true. At, at a certain age, you're, the kids get some say-so that gets more um, credibility than when they're really young. Uh, but at 16, certainly, I think the court would pay careful attention to what the child has to say. Um, it, now, if your husband is not going to agree to a custody change, if there's not going to if there's not going to be an out-of-court uh, accord that would uh, modify whatever custody arrangement, shared parenting plan you have in place right now, you're going to have to go to court. You'd have to file. You'd have to go to court and prove that it's in the best interest of the child to live with you full time. And if your husband wants to contest that, he can come into court and offer whatever evidence he has uh, contrary to that. I would highly, highly, highly recommend that you try to resolve this outside of the court system, if nothing else, for your son's sake. But uh, yeah, it probably is something if you can't reach an agreement, it's going to court and the judge going to have to figure it out. All right, here's another one via text. I had an allergic reaction at the allergist that caused me to go to the ER. I received three shots of Epi at the allergist to stabilize me. Once at the ER, um, I guess they did not treat me for the allergic reaction nor the fall where I hit my head. I was told to leave without being given a release and without being given um, anything. No one contacted my emergency contact either, and they were shocked when I called to be picked up from the ER. Is there anything I can do? Um, I guess I was info on medication. They didn't give me info on that or what to do if I started acting up again. Wasn't until over 24 hours until they prescribed an inhaler to me to help with my breathing. Well, so what you're really getting at is do the question is, do you have a medical malpractice claim of some sort? I mean, the answer is uh, maybe, but here's the problem. In order to have a, a valid claim of a lawsuit, usually to get lawyers involved or even interested, there has to be a damage claim. And, you know, that, that can be good and bad. It's bad if you have a damage, a, a high dollar damage claim in a medical malpractice case because you've probably suffered some irreparable harm or injury as a result of the malpractice. On the other hand, if you do not have a high dollar uh, damage claim, you probably haven't suffered uh, at least a kind of loss that would be permanent or uh, or cost a lot or be worth a lot of money in a courtroom. So usually to get lawyers involved in these, you need the first type. You need you need to have some dollars at stake, um, and that's for all sorts of reasons. In order to have a malpractice claim, now you have to get other doctors to vouch for the claim that these are term these are not terms of art. I'm using these terms sort of as, as my way to describe it. But you're going to have to get an expert, another physician, another doctor to say what they did to you was negligent uh, and amounted to malpractice. And then you have to have uh, a lawyer willing to, to take that to court. That just costs a lot of money. So do you have a claim? Maybe. I don't know. I'd have to know more. But if you, if you if it sounds like everything is okay now, and that's awesome. That's what you want. You don't want permanent loss just to have a lawsuit. Um, if everything's not okay, that's a different story. And if you've got some permanent 
uh, issues as a result of some negligence that occurred that would uh, you might get lawyers interested in it. But short of that, MedMal is going to be a tough uh, a tough road to hoe. All right, Steve Palmer on with us each and every Wednesday. He's giving us free legal advice. He does it out of the kindness of his own heart. And if you want to get in touch with him off the air, Steve, give them that number so they can uh, put it in their phones and reach you at any time they may need you. Sure, 614-224-6142. It's good 24-7. All right, my man, Steve Palmer. Check him out. If you go to theblitz.com, he has a podcast, and you can actually link up there too. Steve, we'll talk to you next week. Hey, thanks, guys. Bye. All right, that was Randy and Loper with the Blitz. Uh, great questions. Uh, really appreciate the audience participation uh, at 99.7. But uh, the good news is, well, we'll start with the bad news. It's not always easy to get in. They got crowded lines. I remember as a kid trying to hit uh, the radio station number to win some contest, dialing over and over and over, and my parents' uh, uh, phone, and uh, you know, at least we had the touchstone phone. You, I don't know what would have happened with the old rotary phone at Grandma's house, but never would have won any free tickets but I never won any free tickets anyway. So uh, that's the bad news. The good news is it's easy to tune in and and get your questions answered right here at Lawyer Talk Q&A. Go to lawyertalkpodcast.com and uh, you can submit your questions that you didn't get through to, how am I going to say it? If you have a question you didn't get through the blitz, you can submit it right there. I'll answer it at Lawyer Talk Q&A. And uh, the series is, in, is growing in popularity. How do I know? Well, because Brett over at Circle 270 Media tells me so. How does he know? I don't know, because he knows podcasts. And he gets the data. He gets the information, all the secret meta tags and all the other crap that I don't understand. Uh, why am I telling you this? Because you, too, could have a podcast. All you got to do is check us out, channel511.com. We'll hook you up with Brett at Circle 270 Media. He is Central Ohio's podcast guru, knows what he's doing. We've hooked him up with lots of folks here, lots of businesses coming into the studio to get their podcast on the tape. Is that the right way to say it? Good enough for me, on the tape. So uh, thanks for checking out Lawyer Talk with the Blitz. Check out the roundtable. We're coming up soon with Norm and Brett. It'll just be dropped separately. No big deal. Until then, we are off the record and on the air or on the air and off the record, whatever it is, until 9-9-7.